Hey everybody, it's Brandon Bainey from IdahoSports.com. Before we jump into this week's episode of the North Idaho PrepCast, getting that Friday morning release, uh, we wanted to start with a little bit of breaking news. That's right, you're seeing me in casual wear. Usually I'm dressed up a little nicer, but we had breaking news come through uh, that we weren't able to discuss on the PrepCast, and that is that the Coeur d'Alene Vikings football team has managed to fill its schedule. Now, originally they were scheduled to play West Valley High School from Yakima, Washington this week, but uh, West Valley pulled out canceled the game. Coeur d'Alene was left scrambling. Well, late last night, late Thursday night slash early Friday morning, Coeur d'Alene was able to fill that open slot on their schedule. They will host Mount Spokane High School. That's going to be a fantastic non-conference battle between two premier programs from Washington and Idaho. That will be on Saturday at one o'clock at Viking Stadium in Coeur d'Alene. So Mount Spokane traveling to Coeur d'Alene on Saturday at 1 p.m. We didn't talk about that in the prep cast because it hadn't happened yet when we recorded late Thursday evening. Speaking of, Ryan Skaggs uh, wasn't uh, available for this week's prep cast, so uh, his broadcast partner, Craig Shaver, filled in. We were having problems with Craig's video, so you'll see my face and nothing for Craig, but you will at least be able to hear Craig. And so that's really what the podcast is all about. As long as you can hear him, it's going to be all right. So don't be alarmed that you don't see Craig. We, we were having video problems on his end, but we were still able to have a great conversation about football in North Idaho. All right, that's enough for me. Enjoy the North Idaho PrepCast, everybody. Bringing you the top stories from Bonners Ferry to St. Mary's and everywhere in between. This is the North Idaho PrepCast with Ryan Skaggs. That's right. It's another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. I'm Brandon Bainey. Now, normally we would have Ryan Skaggs with us breaking down all that District 1 action, but uh, we gave Ryan the week off this week, uh, Labor Day, holiday, all that good stuff. So filling in is a guy you're actually going to hear a lot with Ryan Skaggs this year in our North Idaho game night. It's Craig Shaver. Craig, uh, welcome in. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Excited to be here. Yeah, so uh, you're going to be uh, kind of the color guy, the uh, the analyst, if you will, alongside Ryan Skaggs for a lot of our North Idaho broadcasts this season. T- tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so, like you said, my name is Craig Shaver. I grew up in the Spokane Valley, uh, which is just on the other side of the state line from Post Falls. Um, played at East Valley High School. I graduated back in 2004. Then I've been coaching ever since. Um, coached 13 years. Spanning from, I spent six years at East Valley. I was at North Central down to Clarkston um, to University High School. And then last year, most recently, I was at Lakeland High School um, here in Rathrum, Idaho. So I've been around the area, pretty familiar with a lot of the teams and a lot of kids. But outside of that, I'm married. I've got three kids, um, all girls, hashtag girl dad. Yeah, that can can (laughs) be it. What's more difficult, uh, co- coaching up football players or, or trying to get your three daughters on the same page? Man, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, once, once you come across one type of football kid, I mean, they're, they're all, they're all, they're all kind of the same, honestly, but the daughters is a nonstop all day kind of adventure. It's, it's, I mean, it's similar in, in both ways, but I mean, they're, they both have their their positives, I guess. But I wouldn't I wouldn't change being a girl dad for anything. I, I get to I get to spend time with you know uh, the guys, especially when I'm out training QBs and stuff. But I get to go home to my girls. It's the best. Yeah. So so quarterbacks are kind of your area of specialty when it comes to coaching, right? 
Yeah, so I, I played quarterback at East Valley, um, and then after that, I've kind of just coached and kind of followed um, a bunch of quarterback coaches over the area uh, and through college and kind of just noticed the lack of development for quarterbacks and what it takes to get to the next level, and there's no off-season training for them. Um, so I've, over the last probably five years, I've slowly grown um, – a training for kids year round and and it's pretty much fifth grade and up i've got guys in college uh, middle school and everything in between so just just seeing those kids develop and get get the training because a lot of the a lot of the schools in the area and i've coached it like i said quite a few they don't they don't have the even a quarterback coach in some areas so the kids aren't getting the work that they need and i'd, I'd love being able to see them progress and see them reach their goals at hopefully the next level yeah, it's it's a nice uh, it's a nice resource to have up there for sure. Are are there any Idaho quarterbacks that you've uh, kind of helped uh, that are in college now? So in Idaho, I'm I'm pretty pretty new with with North Idaho as far as too much involvement. It was about four years ago I started a seven on seven team in the area, so I kind of expanded and got to work with a bunch of the Coeur d'Alene guys. So Kale Edwards, who's now at Montana playing linebacker. Um, he was my quarterback for my first year, seven on seven. I had him and Colby Nosworthy, who's now a, a DB at Idaho. Um, they were both on the team, but outside of Kale, um, not too many quarterbacks that have gone on thus far. Like I said, I've only been working with Idaho kids the last couple years. Um, a lot of them have been pretty young too. Lakeland guys, um, Josiah Weaver, who's at Lake city right now, um, but outside of that, yeah, a lot of the guys are pretty young. Yeah, I remember Cale Edwards at Coeur d'Alene. Dude was a beast. He would just <laughs> he would plow guys over running the football, and then he had a yes. big arm too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he he was fun to watch for sure. And I, I'm I'm from Missoula, Montana, so of course I, oh, I love Cale Edwards. And yeah, I'm I'm so glad that the Grizzlies uh, scooped him up for sure. So let's let's talk about I, I I thought you would be perfect to bring on this week because there's so many games that involve Idaho schools against Washington schools and, and of course Washington is where you grew up and you know that area so well. So before we get to the matchups, really quickly, I wanted to pick your brain on just a couple of results from what we saw last week. I think the big game and, and Ryan called it what could be the game of the year up north was that epic Coeur d'Alene Sandpoint showdown. Sandpoint got down early, rallied back. Coeur d'Alene got the game-winning field goal from uh, quarterback slash kicker Braden Bankston, and, <laughs> and the Vikings win 24-22. Uh, I know you weren't at that game, but you you have had a chance to see athletes on both of these teams. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I, I got to see some of the highlights. I didn't get to watch that game in its entirety, um, like I do most games in the area. Um, I'm fortunate enough to get to be able to watch a lot of the games um, that happened every Friday night, but I mean, Ryan and I kind of talked about it when we did the post-falls game together, or at least tried to do the post-falls game together. I know we had some audio issues, but we we kind of thought, you know, with how tough Sandpoint looks, I mean, defensively and then being able to control the ball offensively, that's it's going to be – it'll be a good test for Coeur d'Alene, especially coming off the, the big loss they had to Lehigh the week before, which is a powerhouse down in Utah. So it's it was good. It was another good test for them, um, especially coming in – I think it was second quarter – uh, Gunner, the running back, Julio, got a rib injury that took him out for the rest of the game. So they missed him, which, I mean, that kind of caught up with them in the second half uh, and made some halftime adjustments. I think Sandpoint was able to slow him down. Um, I don't like to call a quarterback a game manager, but 
I think Bankston does a good job of managing the game. Um, and he did just enough and then used his foot to finish it off. But Sandpoint's tough. That's that's a solid team. They're not they're not they're not light in any position. They're they're solid all the way around. And I was I was glad to see it lived up to all the hype. Um, Ryan, I know Ryan was really excited for that one. Yeah, and I still think Sandpoint is criminally underrated when when you talk to people from around the state. They just they don't get that respect. And I think Sandpoint is a top two team. I, I think Sandpoint really could play in the championship and win the championship this year in 4A. And of course, we know about Coeur d'Alene and and everything they do every year. So that was it was nice to see. It was a good competitive game for both teams and a close game, which doesn't always happen when Coeur d'Alene yeah. uh, plays sandpoint so uh other scores uh so i was broadcasting the post falls rigby game actually uh in rigby last last friday rigby won 49 to 14 craig and you were you were at that first post falls game and i was at the second and you tell me if you saw the same things i did uh a commitment to the run game from post falls even though they they struggled they they really don't have the the playmakers that can take the top off the defense like they've had the past couple of years they really have to grind out possessions and um they did they did have some dropped passes as well that's what i saw from post falls no and that's i mean ryan ryan had mentioned the drop passes and i i didn't see that as an issue coming in just because i I know Carson Tucker, the new receiver that transferred in from Mead High School in Spokane, um, and he he'd always been really dependable um, up there. And then Dalton Wild, who's number one for Post Falls, he is probably the fastest kid in the area, in the in the Northwest. Um, at the Whitworth camp, the showcase, he actually won the forty yard dash for the skill positions. Which, I mean, there's kids from everywhere. All that if you're a dude, you were at it. So he won the forty yard competition. So. I don't. I don't know what the the real. I mean, I, wouldn't, I don't want to call it an issue with the offense is right now, but I know Blaine Bennett, and he's definitely he's he's got it. He's he's got some of the sleeve. I shouldn't say of the sleeve, but he knows how to correct the offense. He knows what he's doing. Um, fortunately enough, you know, it's still preseason, if we can call it that right now. So they've got big matchups coming up. So we'll see how those first two translate for the rest of the year for them. But as long as they stay healthy, I don't, I don't think they should have too many issues. They've got, they've got a lot of big time players um, and they, they know their system. So we'll see, we'll see how it translates. Yeah. And, and I should mention as well, I mean, two very tough opponents to start, right? Sandpoint for a title contender, Rigby, probably the five, a title favorite along with maybe one or two other teams. But I mean, that's two really tough games to start. And I'm sure post falls will improve just because they're not running the gauntlet of really tough opponents as well. The other, I, the other IEL team that was in action, Lake city had the week off their game got, uh, canceled uh lakeland a school you were at last year as a coach craig uh got their first win of the season and we you know ryan and i had talked about it we were really waiting for that offense to break through and they did in a big way over columbia 39 to 14 yeah no that was, that was definitely i know for me those it was really exciting um i think they stuck to the running game they 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 stuck to what they were good at um and kept it simple um, and then when they went to the pass game, they used they used a quick pass, the stuff that they knew that both Case and Lautzenheiser, who got to start as a junior, which I was I was excited to see. I know Devin Sukos had a banged up shoulder over the last couple of weeks, so they've been they've been splitting some time with them. But Devin did play the whole second half, both on defense and offense. So looks like his shoulder's doing fine. But I mean, they they both had great games. But Thomas Calder, if if anybody, if you don't know the name Thomas Calder. Uh, he's a class, he's 20, 23. He's a dude. 
I mean, you might not be able to see him in a crowd because he's about five foot nothing, but the kid is lightning in a bottle. He is, he's explosive. You put the ball in his hands in space, and he's gone. It's, it's, it's nice to see, but I think the biggest, the biggest thing for Lakeland was it was a question mark coming into the year was throw line. Um, looked like they figured some things out. I know they're still trying to get a couple guys healthy on offense, but they, I, like I said, I think they stuck to what they were good at and just kept it basic. Yeah, uh, Thomas Calder started at, at a slot back position last year as a sophomore, or, or got a lot of time. So, yeah, he's he's definitely a, a guy to watch for Lakeland this year. Quickly touching on the Intermountain League, those three A programs. You know, coming to the season, Ryan and I kind of tabbed Timberlake as the favorite, and they have done nothing wrong. They played South Fremont, yeah. which is a really good three A team, and then they had a, a, a big win over Shadle Park, which is uh, over in Washington, thirty seven to twenty one. What what can you tell us about Shadle Park? What kind of opponent was that for Timberlake? Shadles, Shadles. I think they're in kind of a rebuild year, uh, skill position wise. They're they're great up front. They've got a, a good front seven, both sides of the ball. Um, they do have one dude on on offense and defense, uh, Liam Johnston, who's who's a great athlete. But I think they're still trying to build guys around him. And Timberlake, like you said, they they had a tough one to start. South Fremont, they've got they've got the dude and quarterback. Cayman Peebles is the dude. <laughs> if you want to talk about quarterbacks, there's there's a guy to watch down there. So Timberlake, Timberlake looks nice. They look good. I thought they had a solid game against Shadow Park. They and I know Ryan's talked about their offense. And anytime you face an offense like that, it's it's hard to contain. And they have a quarterback that can do some things. So we'll see. We'll see how they continue to go. That'll that'll be good for them. I yeah. I, I like them as well. It'll be an interesting game when they meet Lakeland again this year. <laughs> yes. And and so Timberlake, you know, looks good, but we thought coming in, maybe there was a big gap between Timberlake and everybody else. I'm not sure that's the case because you had Kellogg, 2-0, by the way, yeah. with a 62-14 to win over Corvallis High School in Montana. That's about 10 miles from where I grew up in Montana, Craig. So I, I know Corvallis really well. <laughs> I can tell you that they are a program that really struggles year in, year out in Montana for the most part. Um, and it's also a level up. So Kellogg right. is a 3A school. Corvallis would be like a 4A school in Idaho, which which is impressive. And, and the Wildcats look good. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm very impressed. And he just jumped on my radar. But Kellogg's got a quarterback, and I'm sure a lot of the Idaho people know. He's also got a twin brother, but Ripley Luna, um, another, another junior. I, I think he's – he, outside of Parker Pettit, the Sandpoint kid, which, I mean, Parker can work on throwing the ball around a little bit better, but as an athlete, he's great. But I think Ripley might be one of the best quarterbacks throwing the ball in the North Idaho period. So it's it's nice to see. It's nice to see a little, little Kellogg, which being from Spokane and not really knowing even Kellogg football that well, having them jump on the map right now and seeing, seeing it, it's, it's kind of cool for me to watch. Yeah, Ripley was the uh, IML, the Intermountain League uh, Offensive Player of the Year last year, and as a, as a sophomore, so you knew he had big potential. And, and Kellogg does bring back a lot of guys from last year's team. They they always get to the playoffs. They can't ever get past the first round, though. So we're we're hoping that Kellogg can maybe take that next step this year. And then uh, Bonner's Ferry. I have to say, I was blown away by Bonner's Ferry. Grangeville is a team that we think is going to be pretty good in two A. They're they're favored to win the Central Idaho League. Um, but they Bonner's Ferry shut out Grangeville 53 to nothing, which just turned my head personally. So between Bonner's Ferry, Kellogg, and Timberlake, I think it's going to be a pretty competitive league this year. It should be a lot of fun to watch. 
Yeah, there's especially when you have a when you have a third team to enter themselves in a mix like that when they blow out Grangeville. That's 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 good. That's good for football up here. So it's exciting to see. It's exciting to see. It makes for good competition. Yeah, and then and then Priest Rivers, the other team in the in the uh, IML, they played Medical Lake High School from Washington last week and were shut out twenty eight to nothing. Priest Rivers, a program that's trying to build back up. They're really young, got a lot of freshmen and sophomores, and uh, they've been down for a couple of years. But what kind of opponent is Medical Lake for for a program like Priest River? There and it, Medical Lake's always kind of been the same way. So it's I know they have they're they're always young. So I didn't I didn't get to see any of their film yet. Like that's week one for Washington. So. Haven't seen anything on them yet, but I'm I'm guessing they got a lot of guys back if they're if they're able to to put up some points like that because like you said, Priest Rivers in the rebuild kind of always the down team. I, I feel like Medical Lake's kind of always on the same end in their league as well, so yeah, they might be on the up and up this time. Sure. And then just the one A scores real quick to to recap. You had Clark Fork there two and zero. They beat Wallace forty five to fourteen. That was a nice win. Lakeside, you know, fell to Deary. I was a little surprised thirty eight to eighteen. Kootenay was shut out by Kendrick seventy two nothing. And then Mullen St. Regis in their season opener uh, lost to Thompson Falls High School uh, in Montana. 44 to 26. So that was kind of the rundown from week two. Oh, and, and also uh, St. Mary's is, is a two way program in that CIL with Grangeville and they lost to Lakeside high school, 42 to 21. Yeah. That's a Washington program uh, is Lakeside must be pretty good. Lakeside, I believe right now is ranked seventh in one a in Washington, according to whatever poll they're ranked in that, but no Lakeside Lakeside has some dudes. I actually work with their, their quarterback, uh, Cole Hunsacker, who's also a junior. He's been starting it since he was a freshman for them, but they've got a lot of guys returning. They've got a lot of speed. Um, they've got some, a great coaching staff, um, former college players to, I mean, their whole, from the, from the top to the bottom, their AD all the way down to their freshman staff and kids, they, they've got a solid program. So they're, they're, they're going to be a tough team this year. They're definitely going to go long in the playoffs. They're going to go deep in the playoffs if they can stay healthy. Yeah. So, okay. So that's, a, that was a good opponent for St. Mary's, even, even yeah. though the Lumberjacks lost. So, okay. This week on the schedule, the first game we have to talk about is a game that actually isn't going to take place. Coeur d'Alene was supposed to play West Valley high school, not the Spokane West Valley, but the Yakima West Valley, but that game got canceled. Uh, West Valley had to back out. And so Coeur d'Alene was kind of left holding the bag, but what kind of matchup would that have been for Coeur d'Alene? Would that have been a good test for them? Those, those are two powerhouses. Um, West Valley Yakima has always got explosive team. They've, they've got a great program. Um, I think it would have been good, uh, good one for Coeur d'Alene. And who knows how it would have, how, who knows how it would have gone. Um, I, I don't remember who West Valley played last week, uh, but the, West Valley's always got a tough program. I know I, I worked with their quarterback, who's now at Central Washington, um, Brandon Battle, who went to Montana Tech before. But they've always got a solid program. Uh, great coach. I know their quarterback last year. I believe he's back. Um, so should have been a good matchup. But yeah, I know there's there's quite a few games in the area that are getting canceled or stuff like that. Lakeside, like the team we just talked about, they had their game canceled. Um, they're supposed to play East Valley. Unfortunately enough, they're actually headed over to Yakima to play Sella. So there are some games getting getting made for guys. But yeah, that's that's always tough to lose a game for from COVID. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm getting the impression that in Washington that could because they're they're just getting started. Idaho kind of started a little bit earlier than Washington, and now a lot of the games over there are being affected because of that. So that's the only official cancellation that we've seen in terms of Idaho versus Washington schools. Um, that may that may change between the time you're listening to this and Friday night, but we're going to talk about the rest of the matchups as if they are proceeding. And I would say the next matchup we'll want to talk about is the other West Valley from Spokane. They are playing Lakeland. Uh, I went to Stevensville High School in Montana, Craig, and my senior year, West Valley actually came out to Podunk, Stevensville, Montana, and played us and laid the whooping on us 41 to nothing. So I know West Valley very well. But yeah, what do West, you think? They've, they've got a program. Uh, <laughs> they've, they've had a program there for quite some time. Coach Craig, he's... He's, he's built a staff um, and kids that, I mean, they, they've built in and they they win. They, I believe over the last four or five years, they've only lost two games. So they're always a tough opponent. <laughs> they, I mean, they're, they're a powerhouse for their, their 2A. Um, they're definitely the favorite in the area in the 2A this year in Washington. Um, they've got a few guys returning, um, but they've also got a new kid at quarterback that, again, I work with. But he's he's got to figure some stuff out. I believe stat-wise, he, I mean, last week he had three touchdowns, but he was seven for 10, 82 yards. Um, but he's young. He's a he's only a sophomore. But they've got they've got some guys around him that are just dudes. Uh, Cameron Hawley is a big tight end uh, that's a playmaker, linebacker as well. So I think I think it'll be a, a good test for Lakeland. Um, I know West Valley had a an opponent last week in Newport, who's you know they're they're young. Um, they've got a couple of guys, but for West Valley, they they rolled that team, and it's it'll be nice to see another test for Lakeland. I think this will be a very even test for them. So you mentioned Newport High. They're actually playing Priest River this week. So Priest River for the second week in a row is is going into the state of Washington and. Is new so how does Newport compare to Priest River's previous uh, Washington opponent, Medical Lake? Um, I, I, like I said, I haven't seen film on Medical Lake yet this year, but I, I did watch. I did watch the West Valley Newport game. Um, just size was the only thing for Newport, and again, Newport's Newport's a one A team. West Valley's a two A team, so you get a lot of the size differences in that sense. But Newport's got a really good uh, quarterback, Bear Smith. Uh, really good athlete. They've got a couple of guys on the outside, and then they've got a couple of defensive playmakers. So, I think it's going to be another struggle for Priest River. But you never know. You never know. It's it's high school football. You know, if if one kid's got you know contract contact tracing, or you know you never know. Right now, so yes. that's, that's always the interesting part with COVID season again. So, yeah. Yeah, I, d I didn't mean to jump down to 3A and then back into the IEL, but you brought up Newport, so I thought it transitioned no, nicely. Yeah, so, okay, so let's get back to the Inland Empire League where uh, we talked about Lakeland's matchup. Uh, the next game that really intrigues me, I think, is Lake City. They're going all the way to Seattle to play Garfield High School. Do you know anything about Garfield? Um, I'm not familiar with them this year. I, from the 7-on-7 seven seven circuit, we played some of their, their guys in the past, and I'll tell you, they've, they've, always, got, they've always got some dudes um, I know two years ago they had a, a quarterback, Javon Tade, who was a national recruit, ended up going to Whitworth University. Um, but they had a, a kid that's a linebacker, tight end type, that's that was also a national recruit That's that makes them big time. But, I mean, that, again, that's coming from the Seattle area. So that's 
it's a lot bigger market, especially where Garfield's located. I know that they've got they've got quite the quite the set of of guys to come out. So hopefully, fingers crossed for Lake City. Um, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I know they had a week off, so they've got two weeks. They've had two weeks to prepare for Garfield, so that always helps. So I don't I don't know how Garfield did last week. Um, and again, I we'll see. Yeah, should be a good matchup. Standpoint is traveling to Colville. They're going to play uh, Colville High School. That one got canceled. Oh, that one got canceled that as well. That one got canceled, yes. Okay, all right. I believe that was yesterday morning. Yeah. Oh, you you know what? You're right. I was only Colville. looking at, yeah. I was only looking at the games that had been announced today as being canceled, and you're nope, right. You're that, standpoint that standpoint game's out. Um, would Which that is, have been a good matchup? <laughs> In, in my opinion, I know Colville lost a few guys. Uh, they had a, an athlete at quarterback last year, Sam Anderson, who, who graduated. Um, I don't know who they're playing at quarterback this year. I know they did win last week. Um, but they've got a couple of athletes, but I, I don't see that as a good matchup. That's in my eyes. I just hope I would have hoped that Colville came out of that healthy. So yeah. maybe on the fortunate end for that one. Okay. Uh, disaster averted for Colville. Maybe. <laughs> uh the final IEL game that's going to pit uh, an Idaho school against a Washington school is Post Falls. They will be hosting Moses Lake. Yeah, that's that's going to be that's going to be another test for Post Falls. I mean, I, I hate to see their record go to zero and three, but hopefully, Coach Bennett's got some stuff changed and figured out this week going into this matchup because I mean, Moses Lake, the tribe's always got a solid program every year. They've always got big dudes they've always got a great running game so hopefully post falls can can match up with them hopefully they can get their their passing game figured out like i said they've got they've got some guys with speed and can take the top off we'll just we'll see i'd love to see dalton wild get open yeah it'll be fun to watch post falls as they continue to develop and figure you know they're bringing in so many new uh starters this year too you know they're kind of learning as they go and i I think by the midpoint of the season they'll look a lot different and, and they'll be uh, rocking and rolling for sure. Uh, yeah. Other games on the schedule for the IEL this week, the uh, Timberlake is traveling to Moscow. Um, that should be an interesting matchup for Timberlake. That's a, a class above Moscow is two and zero, um, but their schedule hasn't been too rigorous yet so far. Uh, and then as we drop down into the, the three, a ranks, the IML, we talked about, priest river and their matchup you've got bonner's ferry traveling to libby high school to play the libby loggers that's another game where bonner's ferry is going to play a level above and then you've got orofino going to kellogg uh the wildcats have a great chance to jump to three and zero against the maniacs that'd be i was i was hoping we might get a chance to see that this week but sounds like sounds like i don't know i don't know how the audio is going to work on that but um we'll see i was thinking I'd get a chance to finally see Ripley Luna in person and, and see how he does. But I know Orofino's kind of down. I, I believe they're 0-2 right now. Um, so like you said, kind of going down in the league. But I'd actually had a conversation with Ripley earlier today, and I, I told him, you know, see, see, what, see what you can do against this. See, let's see what you can really do on film and, and put together. You know, this is week three. So we'll see what he does. Um, we'll see what the whole team puts together. Like you said, they're, they're not a young team. So they've got experience. 
Yeah, for sure. So I'll tell you that, Craig, you can tune into the game if you want to. You can actually watch it. Uh, Kellogg uh, does some broadcasts on YouTube where it's uh, every Kellogg home football game is broadcast via YouTube. And uh, we are putting that link on our website, idahosports.com. So if you just go to the game streams uh, page where we've got all the broadcasts, you'll still see Kellogg and Orofino on there. And if you click that, it'll take you to that that YouTube feed. So you can you can watch the video of that game if you want to. And, and all the fans that are out there listening as well. Um, so that'll be a good one to, to, to watch and, and see, see what all the, the hubbub is about with Ripley Luna. I, I agree. I think he's a tremendous talent and a guy to watch. Uh, yeah. the last Washington school, uh, I want to talk about St. Mary's for the second week in a row is going to play a Washington opponent. They're going to welcome Freeman high school to town. What do we know yeah. about Freeman? It'll be interesting. So Freeman actually had their game last week canceled. Um, so this will be their first game. Um, I know they're returning a lot of returners, so they've got they've got a solid program. Um, Taylor Wells is a defensive player um, who's a stud basketball player, um, defensive end type kid who's a tight end, a big playmaker for them. Uh, Bowen Phelps, who's their quarterback, is a, a big time basketball recruit, super athlete. Um, so they've got they've got a couple studs um, in the playmaker positions, but we'll just see how week one goes for them, uh, being as it's you know week three for St. Mary's. We'll see if uh, see if they can get some things rocking after you know. I watched the Kellogg film. Um, I didn't think you know once they clean up some stuff. I don't think they, I don't think they're, you know, that bad of a team. I think that the score, Kellogg put up some numbers, and I think St. Mary's is going to turn things, some things around. But we'll see with with it being week one for Freeman. Yeah, St. Mary's has some good coaching. Coach Teft down there uh, has yes. a good program with the yes. Lumberjacks. Uh, the only other games are 1A games. It's uh, Lakeside traveling to Mullen to play Mullen St. Regis. Uh, that's going to be a 3 o'clock kickoff in the afternoon, which uh, should be fun to see the uh, the Tigers in action as they try to get their first win of the year. And then you've got Kootenai uh, traveling to Wallace, and so that's going to be a fun matchup as well. So uh, overall, a fun slate of games, Craig, and I, I like that you know, last year because of the pandemic, we didn't get to see those Washington programs. So, you know, Coeur d'Alene had to play everybody twice in the league and it was kind of stale. And so it's nice to get these Washington Idaho matchups again. It's, it's really nice. So week weekly, I try to get to, I try to get to two games every week. So Thursday and Friday, but this week's going to be a good one for me tomorrow night, West Valley and Lakeland. Since, since we're not going to be out at Kellogg, I think I'm going to get a chance to go see, my quarterbacks play each other, so it's always nice to be able to see players compete against each other and get out there and support them um, any way I can. So it'll be it'll be a fun one. Yeah, it, it'll be a lot of fun. So ha- have fun uh, scouting everybody up, Craig. And uh, when when Ryan is back and and uh, I'm here, we'll we'll bring you on uh, maybe a couple weeks down the road and pick pick your brain again on some of these matchups and things like that. Sound good? I'd love to do it. Okay, you can catch Craig Shaver all season long with Ryan Skaggs on our North Idaho game night broadcasts uh, on idahosports.com. Thanks for tuning in to the North Idaho PrepCast. For Craig Shaver, I'm Brandon Bainey. Enjoy the game's this weekend, everybody, and we'll see you back here next time on idahosports.com.